Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Ike Feldman, Isaac Feldman, or as Suffolk County knows me as, Gary Feldman. And Gary Feldman is on site of Maxim Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, a gym that was the best academy, best school. I, I don't have a master's or a doctrine, but I at least got an associate's degree from Maxim BJJ. <laughs> um, and it was because of this professor, my dude, Professor Alex Aristides, a Sarah Jiu-Jitsu black belt, entrepreneur, and life coach. You can follow <laughs> Alex on Instagram, the underscore Alex underscore experiment, and his wonderful facility at MaximBJJ and MaximBJJ.com. Actually, Maxim underscore BJJ. On Insta? Instagram. At Maxim underscore BJJ. <laughs> First mistake. We're, we're starting with the point system. I'm at a 99. Hopefully, I have a passing grade. Professor Alex, what's up, brother? What's going on? <laughs> I'm doing... What a steak. I have a... Looks like I have a penis in my hand right here. I mean, this is... You know, this is... We're at 98% right now. We should do the penis podcast where we all just keep the mics in our groin area, but... Um, I'm surprised I have pants on right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy who taught me jujitsu, but more importantly about life. He was like... A big brother for me, and let's let's dive right in, Alex. Uh, <laughs> Maxim after dark. Yeah, do you find yourself in the mentor role, man? For me, you were kind of like a, a big brother in a sense that you literally physically kicked my ass on, on the mats, but also mentally, you you kind of strengthened me with the uh, uh, vicarious life experience that you passed down. <laughs> and we don't have to get into the many stories. Maybe one day he'll write a book. But uh, do you ever find yourself in the, the mentor role? Um. I've 
always tried to say no, but it seems yes. But it's <laughs> but it's it's a mixed it's a mixed emotion because some say it's you know I, it's a good thing. Others say it worked uh, out. Uh, yeah, well, you might have been a good thing. <laughs> Others say it's uh, you know I'm this screwed up with you know girls and all this just stuff because of you. <laughs> So it depends on what it was I talked to them about. What about the positive sides? <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's, I like it. When I was younger, it was kind of awkward and weird. But I guess now that I'm getting older and being a dad, and I'm just kind of like, you know, here everyone's my children. You know? And, uh, yeah. And uh, I can't take my pants off because then it gets creepy. It <laughs> is daytime, but that's never stopped, Alex. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, but you, you mentioned your dad. Uh, what has fatherhood meant to you? Um, oh boy, I didn't really have a good home life, so my, uh, I try to do things a little differently with my kids, but when my kids were younger, I wasn't really around much, because I was building my business, I was traveling all the place competing, and I missed a lot of their youth, but, you know, as I've settled down, you know, I love my boys, man, my little guy's on the mat all the time, you know, like me, my, my big guy is you know plays music like me and then they both do all the other crazy shit i do you know like snowboarding and skating and all this stuff and yeah they're like uh they're like little buddies you know they're awesome <laughs> how did you and i remember um uh, them being on the mats years ago um, yeah they would be like little babies like coloring and stuff <laughs> and you guys would be traded <laughs> how'd you uh uh was it just okay it's uh, my time to watch the kids they're here with me or because uh, i you hear baseball dads, soccer moms, like maybe they're a little intense with the sport they want their child to pursue. Uh, you're a lifelong martial artist, a black belt, uh, a competitor in many senses of the word, uh, in cage, uh, on the mats, uh, every day in the gym. Uh, how was it bringing your kids to uh, martial arts and not forcing it on them? Like, was it just... No, no, I forced it on them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um... No, I wanted them to grow up around it. They were crawling around at Matt, my coach Matt Sarah's place, too, when they were little. My older guy was. And, um... No, but I wanted them to. I wanted them to just kind of be there. Because then they'll naturally kind of gravitate towards it. Was I a little bit nutty of a wrestling dad in the beginning? Oh, hells yeah. <laughs> I destroyed probably my older son with combat sports. But he's actually cut... He's been training a little bit again, nice. which is awesome, but... He's going here to Berkeley School of Music, so he's going to be on a tour bus and a rock star. So, wow. yeah, yeah, we're gonna we'll save his fingers and hands. He doesn't get broken in jujitsu, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, like I was even crazy. My little guy, I've toned it down over the years, just coaching for so many freaking years, and a lot of the wrestling and jujitsu dads out there are psychotic, and they don't know to tone it back because they haven't been on a mat since they were in high school. And I think a lot of parents with every sport, just because you played a high school sport doesn't make you a professional coach. And if you can't do it today, I see these dads who are fat, bald, out of shape with a beer belly who can't do a push-up, but yet they're yelling at their kid to get down there and do more. Let me see your fat ass do it. And that's something I think that, and even a lot of the kids I coach, I'm, I'll get on the mat with you. I don't care if I'm 60. I'll still get out there and I'll still kick your ass. You know, like I tell my kids. But that's the problem if a lot of these guys still were out there and able to swing a bat at the appropriate level still able to throw a ball at the appropriate level still able to lift a weight still able to get in a mat and wrestle whatever the sport may be 
you might have a leg to stand on. You know? And I laugh and people are like, oh, he did this in high school. That's great, Al Bundy. <laughs> you know? Still do it. Show your kids the right example. 100%. Uh, during my time uh, living in Brooklyn, I went to a boxing gym, and you had this huge meatball sitting on a chair in a corner telling these young prospects who, I think they were fighting for uh, PBC or, or some uh, low-level um, uh, on Barclays Center cards, but you have this huge meatball guy saying, yeah, give me 10, give me 20, and he's like, <gasps> like has to, it's, it's an effort to breathe, but yeah. again, we're being joined by at the underscore Alex underscore experiment and at Maxim underscore BJJ on Instagram. This is an amazing facility that you built. Um, how, how'd you make becoming a gym owner? How'd you make it become uh, manifested? Like how is it just, it was an opportunity. You love martial arts or was this always a plan uh, growing up? I have no idea. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, uh, He's no, very intelligent. Don't let him fool you. I um, <laughs> no, I, it's like everything. My um, yeah, that's the other side of me. Even though getting hit in the head and choked, I'm a bit of a nerd. But the um, it's like when my ex-wife, you know, left her job, came home, told me she was pregnant. We just closed on a house, and I walked out of my job, like thinking it was like all like the same day, and I went in business with myself. And she was like, "What?" You know, and I was like, "What?" You know, it's, it's, you, 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 you know, you just got no choice at that point. You know, your back's against the wall. So the same thing when I opened the gym was, um, I don't know if you remember this, but I got divorced right when I opened the gym. I walked away from my other business with my partners. Okay. I, had, I don't. I had nothing. I actually slept in the gym floor the first week I got divorced. And, um, you know, so I, again, I, re I started a new business. I started a new business also at the being the gym. Divorced. The two little babies. It kind of backs against the wall. So you just, you just get it done. Wow. <laughs> wow. I always say uh, Strong Allen is like... Uh, the top perfect mixture of the smartest people you get the Gatsby, the Vanderbilts, the Moses, and then the the toughest people with, I heard, uh, I think it's, is it Michael Murphy from uh, Patchogue, the, the guy they did the lone survivor. Uh, and then you have uh, another tough, smart SOB and Alex. That's crazy, man. So what are now over a decade down the road? Uh, how's it been being a gym owner? Like, Oh, no, uh, it's, it, it's, it's more than that. 14 2009. Years? Nine? Okay, I was yeah. one of the first then. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You were in the Maybe I was one of the first blue belts. Yeah, you were in the <laughs> early days, man. You really were. That was um, that was the crazy place, too, across the train station. I had guys walking in. I'm, like, fighting them in the street. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Everybody's in the UFC or military or knows combat, and you're like, yeah. okay, guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we had a lot of kooky people coming off the train station. Great they word. Like, you know, they, they'd come off, and they'd be like, yo, yo. Well, you know, <laughs> walking in, they didn't train. They were just, you know, probably drunk coming off the train. And <laughs> it was crazy over there. And, and that's what I love about you. Uh, not only your, your physical prowess, the work that you put in on the mats, but how much you tend to soak up life. Dude, I didn't even know the, the backstory about uh, your intro to the gym. It's like you've always had uh, the grin, the smile, <laughs> the look. It's like that's kind of what you want your leader to look like. And uh, maybe you should run for governor or president, right? 
I don't know if they did a background check. That would work, you know. <laughs> I've done a lot of bad things in my life. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but the, the personality, man, and I, I just remember this as I was driving over. It's one of the last notes. You did freaking stand-up comedy. Yeah, you you were in a band dude. playing Rage Against the Machine. If we could dig up some videos to put uh, going <laughs> along with this, no no chance. But dude, where where do you get the balls to do stand-up comedy and freaking be in a band? That that's pretty uh that's pretty intense. I will tell you that. I will go in a ring on a mat. I'll get up on stage and you know sing. I will, you know, I've done a lot of public speaking over the years in my other businesses you know, in trainings and things like that. I will do any of that any day easier than stand-up comedy. That is the scariest, hardest thing. And anybody, like people, you see some people like tackling Dave Chappelle now and all this stuff. That guy should probably have his head kicked in against the back wall of the club. Look like it. But people need to respect that. That is one of the hardest, hardest things to do is to make a bunch of strangers laugh. I make people, everyone's like, oh, you're the funny guy. But that's because all you guys know me, and you guys know my demeanor. So the screwed up things I say, everyone's like, oh, it's Alex. We know the punchline is coming, maybe? Like, we know something's well, coming? Well, you also know something completely obnoxious you? and, and you know, line crossing is coming out of my mouth. You do that in front of the wrong crowd, forget it. You know, it's crickets. That That is the hardest job, you know, I think, when it comes to, like, being in front of the public. That was scary as hell. And I only did two, three gigs. And, um, That's pretty good. But I can't now. I would never do stand-up comedy nowadays because everybody's so hypersensitive. They're triggered. Right. Triggered. Twiggered. <laughs> triggered, woke, all these things. And you just make the slightest little joke about somebody or something, and everyone gets all offended because everybody doesn't have thick skin anymore. You know, nowadays, if you don't glorify all the issues in this world, parades and all the BS, there wouldn't be so much separation. But the media makes a lot of separation, so everybody's so hypersensitive because everybody not glorifies. Me. Not me. Right? Not, not Gary. Gary doesn't do that. But everybody glorifies all these, these subcultures instead of just letting it be one culture. And that's why everybody's the way they are. And that's why you can't make a joke about anything. Would you ever uh, consider getting back on the stage again or, or doing a podcast, something that is like uh, uh, a public a public's way to hear your thoughts? Because, again, I think you're one of the funniest, <laughs> most well-spoken guy who has experiences, like unequivocal experiences. Uh, if you want to call them that, I got some wacky stories. I don't know if I can tell all of them, though. I might incriminate some people, you know? <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be there with you that night, you know? Or, don't tell my wife. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Um no, but I, um, <laughs> I would, all the guys are like, we should do a podcast here. I'm like, I totally would. You know, I just don't, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot that goes into all that stuff too. I'd have to do it with somebody, but I would, you know, especially now as I've gotten getting more time in my life, you know, I could do something like that, you know, and a podcast, a little different than stand-up comedy. I kind of stay whatever the hell I want. You don't like it, don't listen to it. <laughs> That's true. It's true. Somebody told me, uh, this media expert, he says, oh, <gasps> Don't put how you feel on Twitter. That's print. I go, but I say worse uh, stuff on, on a recording. He goes, yeah, but nobody listens. 
was like, okay, okay. Well, you can see how many people listen, can't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they'll be like, yeah, yeah bullshit. I see people do it. It's like, <laughs> I guess if you put a quote in print, it's just ten times worse, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, your class is about to start. I, I really appreciate the time. Uh, um, so really quickly, what are your goals for the next year, five years, and ten years? Well... <laughs> you're a renaissance man <laughs> my goals have recently very much changed so in two years when my son was graduating I was going to do X, Y, and Z and now that's somewhat changed it's a new person in my life so now it's ABC <laughs> but uh, now I'm just um, continuing to grow my other businesses you know and you know this place and you know just try to i'm not competing anymore and just live a little bit more normal and you know have enjoy life enjoy my kids my kids are getting older you know i like to be i like to see my kids in college and visit them and you know help them and things like that and you know be with my girl and you know kind of be a normal human and <laughs> starving myself and competing and being so much of a workaholic i'm just trying to tone it down a little bit and um alex aristides professor alex aristides no, 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 no. coach america baby oh i thought prof people like the professor word they do it's like people like to be called sensei in this country <laughs> it's like how people like to be called they like to be bowed to bowing in the asian culture is how they shake hands if you shake someone's hand in the asian culture it's weird so they've taken that out of context in America, I feel. Just like the whole sensei, or when you call an American professor. You're not Brazilian. So it's, yeah, America has always been referred to as your coach, wrestling coach, or jiu-jitsu coach, or football coach, or, you know, and um, no disrespect to the other cultures, but people take that out of context for their own ego. Bow to me. I want no man bowing to me. I have no respect for you if you bow to me. Shake my hand. Tell me about your day. Tell me about your family. No man needs to bow to another man. Wow. No other man is your master. It's like, what are we, what are we in slave days? You know, it, it's, it's, it's absurd. Wow. <laughs> you heard it here from Coach <laughs> Alex, Sarah, Jiu-Jitsu, Black Belt, Entrepreneur, Renaissance Man, Life Coach, <laughs> at the underscore Alex underscore experiment, at Maxim underscore BJJ. Um, yeah, last thing, if you don't mind. Uh, where do you see martial arts? Uh, well, first, um, what do you feel mar if more people practiced or jumped into the martial arts pool, wh what would it do for the world? And where do you see martial arts, UFC, MMA being in 10 years? Well, I'll tell you, before I did this, I probably would have been in jail or dead when I was 18, 19. Literally. That's why I actually came back to New York. And because of doing this, cleaned my whole life up. And I wouldn't have all the things I have today and live where I live and been all over the place and experience what I have without it. But I also think that especially our, you know, our military, our police force, everybody should be trained um, extensively, not only just to protect themselves. And, it, you know, it's also, very, it's also very stressful positions, the things those people have to see and endure also kind of give them a little escape too it's good mentally for for all of our law enforcement and our military and all those people that put their lives on the line every day for us in this country but 
you know, and even the everyday person too, you know, people are stressed with their kids, their work, their, their spouse and stuff like that. It's a nice, it's a nice escape. It's a, it's a different environment. It's different than going to the gym. I always say you can't think of your schedule while somebody's trying to choke you. That's like. right. But even that though, like people go to the gym, it's not the same. The vibe in the gym, it, you're by yourself, the people there, everybody's eyeballing you and everyone's very vain and flexing in the mirror Good and they want to be tough guys. When you come here, you have every walk of life on the mat. Everyone's laughing, and it's a good environment. It's a good escape, and it just helps level your life, helps you be healthy, things like that, which all in turn, you know, help every day of your life. And where do you see the, the sport of martial arts or martial arts in general in 10 years? Oh, my God. I mean, MMA is just, that is the professional sport right now. I, mean, I think it's going to be bigger than soccer. I think so too. I, it's an international thing, just like soccer. It is. Uh, it, it's the original sport. I mean, it's pancreation from Greece. That's where it all came from. I don't care what anybody says. You know, you look at you know the Greeks. They invented boxing. They invented you know hand-to-hand combat. Boxing? Yeah. I thought it was just wrestling. Boxing started in Greece. So did uh, so did pancreation, which is where wrestling came from, and submission grappling. And submission grappling, when they invaded Asia, or Persia, I should say. I'm sorry. Um, obviously. Um, that influenced Asia. And if you look at the history books of Judo, the guard and things like that were to counter Western wrestling. So the original submission grappling started there in Greece. And it's been around since the dawn of time, which was done for the military, which is how, this is why I say that, that first responders and you know, that should always you know, learn to train. But, you know, it's, uh, it's a worldwide, it's the original sport. You know, wrestling was like the, I think the first sport in the Olympics. So all these things are just, it's going to be the biggest sport. And I think Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, because of amazing guys like Gordon Ryan and stuff, are putting Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as a major sport. And, and you know, and I got to say, like, that's almost single-handedly from that guy, Gordon Ryan. Weird it's not in the Olympics. They have freaking, they just added karate. Oh, they added, there's been talk about it now. It's, I think it's getting added. And you know what? Someone like, like a Gordon Ryan would get that there. And it's made the sport tremendous and joe rogan also with the support of it and things like that i think between those two guys i think you'll see brazilian jiu-jitsu or just submission grappling you've been seeing super fights at wrestling really getting popular and i think it's amazing i mean i wish i was wish i was younger you know and it's nice to know that you know you know someone like gordon ryan is from our you know lineage our team you know because i train with danaher and henzo and you know well obviously matt my coach but yeah i mean it's uh that's that's one of the futures right there <laughs> Well said. I expected that. Well said. Funny. I don't know. It, you're the man, Alex. Coach Alex. <laughs> brother Alex. I really appreciate the time and can uh, congrats on your previous success and your continued success. Thanks, man. You too, brother. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.